each other using a bell and uh, that's how we captured all this so yeah thanks telephone companies for hanging in uh all right i'm recording there's two people right i'm recording also yeah there's alexander graham bell and that italian guy <laughs> so apologies mussolini no i don't think he did that one he was a big film festival nut though which is always funny to me because uh, you know he's evil but still you know found festival like film festival i can't be mad at that but that's on a recording now so not yeah. completely mad at mussolini all the time crazy that's that's so european welcome to the pixel response podcast which I have gloves on, so it's really going to muffle that clap, but I'm going to look at the waveform. Yeah, I just looked at the, my waveform because my it's hands there. my hands are, like, really sore right now. I'm getting, like, some weird arthritis pain, and I'm looking out the window, and I think it's going to get a little rainy or something, so... That's weird, because, like, from my angle, it just looks like a bolt of sun is just coming in your room. It's, like, the nicest day ever. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess I don't have the actual... Oh, I wonder if that's, point. like, because of the back reflections oh, no. yeah yeah it's a reflection from my blinds i guess okay it's actually storm clouds and mayhem not storm clouds but like definitely not nice looking okay we'll stay inside then and yeah. talk about sumo wrestling on this week's special episode of the pixel response podcast featuring paul fleck nathan Me. Rohr. Yeah, we're uh, we're basho crazy right now. It's the special basho. because it's going to be shorter than usual. <laughs> I guess so. More focused, narrower yes. topic pool this time, uh, but yeah. no less fun uh, and more in depth, perhaps, because there's less things. So we'll see. Sure. Um, yeah, but so this was your first uh, basho. First ba- full basho. Yeah. Before the like, we'll say first. Like, so I had seen a sumo match before, and I've got through osmosis sumo things. And I'm pretty sure I've seen, like, a Vice documentary, like a 20-minute thing that's, like, inside Japan's traditional sport or some shit. But, like, this is the first, like, it's kind of the equivalent of, like, people probably have seen a hockey game at the pub or something. But, right. like, this would be my first Stanley Cup playoff, like, w- run that I watched. F- in Were full. you actually like, how is this structured? How does this work? Like, what does the league do? And how and, it's specifically, and everything? specifically, like, the names of the uh, people and, like, finding dogs in the fight, as it were. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think most of your viewing experience was via uh, Jason's All Sumo channel or on YouTube. It, it was, yeah. Um, yeah. So... The way I did this actually is I restreamed it on Twitch and mm-hmm. like got a healthy little community of us just like chatting and like getting excited and doing like the Twitch. Twitch has a uh, system where you can do quote unquote predictions, which is like their nice way of saying betting fake money because you can okay. get like points in chats for like existing and whatever. And you can use those points. Like the person who runs the chat can like set up things that you can spend those points on if you're a chatter 
and okay. like a way to do some things as predictions and you get payouts and stuff like that so this was an amazing way to use predictions because there's only two people on screen and sometimes yeah. like a match would be like a minute tops usually so yeah like it was pretty great and like a lot of build-up too which is also great because you want what you want to do is like set up <clears throat> who's in this match to start the prediction and give them two to five minutes to like get ready and down. make your choice yeah yeah Based on, like, nothing for a lot of people. It's just like, I like blue, I don't know. This guy's Mawashi, sure. That's that's definitely the way a lot of people did. By the end, people were, like, actually saying names and just being like, oh, he's been on a streak, man. (laughs) It was was pretty dope. It was a great way to do that, for sure. But uh, huge shout-out to him. I, like, every time I could just linked like go follow this guy i'm probably gonna look into buying merch or something to support yeah he's he's been a like real lifesaver for the past year and a bit of sumo coverage uh mine first uh basho was march last year when sports shut down oh, okay. uh, except sumo uh so that one was uh in osaka and that was like a full basho with no people like this one had three days at the outset that had nobody in the stadium it was weird in tokyo yeah yeah uh, that one was like, nobody can ever be in here. We're still figuring this out. And then last year's May tournament was just outright canceled. So there hadn't oh. been a May tournament since before that, 2019. So this oh. was kind of a return for, for this, you know, window of the season or whatever. Okay. Uh, but yeah, there's one every two months. Uh, there's 15 days. Uh, if you secure eight or more wins, you get a Kachikoshi and you move up yep. the ladder. Uh, yeah. If you fail, you get a Maki Koshi and you move down the ladder. And then there's the kind of top ranked guys that have more secure positions. Uh, Ozeki is kind of the top right now because the only Yokozuna uh, is has been injured for quite some time. Uh, he yeah. won that first tournament I saw back in March, uh, Hakuho. Yeah. But uh, we're hoping he's back in July for at least one last great run. Uh, we'll see what happens. He is touted by literally everybody as the greatest uh, Yokozuna to live. So, yeah, like that has like lived, he's so. he's got the most tournament wins ever by like a significant margin. Yeah, uh, but it gets weird when you go way back into like before the 50s and 60s and stuff because there was less tournaments a year. So it would have been like impossible <laughs> to oh, do what sure. he's doing. But yeah. Still, you, you'd like to think that, like, the sport has gotten more people in it and stuff, and it would probably be... No, he's he's still excellent. So, yeah, it's uh, not really that fuzzy. It's a pretty clear-cut case. Uh, and, yeah, it opens up a bunch of weird stuff about, like, how the Japan Sumo Association is kind of, like, weirdly old-fashioned about, like, foreign wrestlers and stuff, like, with Mongolian Yokozuna. There's, it, like... It just kind of a... comes with the territory, though, right? Because it's a true... Like, they don't have female people, or females even, like, in the area because they have menstrual blood. Like, they're very traditional just in old, general. So, old like, world, yeah. Of course they would <laughs> kind of And this is, like, people. a tradition-bound sport to a fault. Like, exactly. I kind of love it in how it's, like, you can, like, relate stuff from it to hundreds of years ago matches and stuff. But at the same time, it's, like, whenever there's an injury, it's, like, they're super surprised it happened. <laughs> like, they're not prepared. It's, it's almost it's like our really work. Because <laughs> it's like, it's almost like a guaranteed concussion, like, every yeah. time. Because it's like every Tachii, which is like the initial clash, it's just two giant dudes mashing heads together. 
And it's like, yeah, this is so prone to problems and there's not like an ambulance guy or anything ready. It's just kind of like, Oh dude, that guy's like hurt. Do we have a wheelchair? Like everybody kind of stops and there's like moments where I didn't see any like grievous ones this past show, but it's, it's gotten scary in the past. Like it's, uh, it's definitely could use a little sprucing up on, on those, that side of things. But generally speaking, just like as, yeah, just a two guys enter the ring like pushing each other out or forcing each other each other down with various like throws and things. It's a very nice, simple, straightforward sport, and I I really enjoy it. Like it's it's got a purity to it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, like you said, maybe to a fault in there in some ways. <laughs> yeah, just bash, bash, and, the, and like the fact that there's literally injuries. not a champion, for instance currently oh like a <laughs> like, like that a sort of grand yokozuna right now like it would be like literally again to, to go yeah to go back to like the nhl type idea it's like oh who's gonna be the second best team because i can't play the first best team because they're out this year like it's, yeah <laughs> it's weird it's a or weird for individual thing. sports or something it's just like yeah lebron's been hurt since like last year he hasn't played it's like what? <laughs> like, okay, yeah. is he out then? Is he done in the league? No, no, he'll be back. He'll be back. It's okay. I'm it, just waiting, like for the champion. It like but. physically hurts still though. Every time the match starts, and it's basically just the sound of two trucks colliding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think they've sort of tweaked how the Tachi works compared to like the '80s. Like it's a little weird looking back at old sumo footage. Like, I think it's a little more consented now, like, when they go. Like, the kind of putting your fingers down to, like, signal you're ready. And then the Gyoji, like, the judge kind of right. can stop it and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Obviously, that guy wasn't ready and, like, started over and stuff. They're a little more mindful about it. I think it was, like, a little more just kind of, it would happen, like, back in, in the 80s, like, looking at old footage. So, it might have been even more prone to there are still heads. There are still a few times where it's just like one guy was obviously ready and started and then like yeah. they had to he had to like walk it off essentially right away. And that's like really cringy to watch, you know? It's like, like just kind of a bad match from some guy where he's just like completely overwhelmed. Yeah. The way it's I, rough. The way I described it was like calling your teacher mom in class or something as a kid, just like being the first one to like start when the other guy oh the false starts you mean the false start yeah 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 those are like just cringy to watch because one guy is just like so obviously in the wrong and like he just has to like walk away (laughs) almost like a walk of shame (laughs) i think there's a thing once you're in like the upper echelon like if you're like say a mega shira one and an ozeki did a false start to you it You're is in. very respectful and cool of you to, to do, do one back, you know? Oh, like to, to show that, like, hey, it's yeah. cool. I'm also like, an idiot. Like, to false start <laughs> in reply as a kind of, like, dif- diffusing. It's really sure. weird. I've seen it happen, like, once or twice. And it's just like, that's really neat. <laughs> like, just like a, I don't know. There's sort of this decorum or whatever amongst it. And, and yeah, just all these little details that's, like, come out of just, like, how you wave your hand to collect your envelope stack of winnings and all these little things that, like, creep in over the course of a tourney. But, like, yeah, yeah it's it's a very fun – I've really enjoyed watching it. And, yeah, this tournament specifically, like, was seemed like a walk away, nothing happening for, like, a good stretch of it. Like, uh, there was a yeah. clear-cut front runner, uh, Taranifuji, who I've alluded to before. 
but in the last couple days it actually got pretty pretty cool like uh he yeah. lost one legitimately legitimately uh well, had a he had a weird that hair one i call a little bullshit still but sure yeah whatever yeah i almost feel yeah. like they did that because they needed to shake him or something like it almost like, felt like they right, had to they spice up it. the proceedings a bit. yeah it felt wrong you know it was sort of a two-pronged thing yeah to spice up the proceedings and one of like the main judges is his coach Mm -hmm. so it would be like it would look really weird if like he voted no it's fine don't that wasn't even really a hair pull he got the victory and it's like eh, that wouldn't look good though so we can't even do that you know because you're on the council or whatever so it was dicey yeah and then Endo's victory over him was kind of like that could have been a like a Tornyoshi where they do it again, but they kind of ruled it like eh no Endo won. You know? Yeah, that was also another political one I think though because that yeah. they should have done that again. It was way too close to call like that. Yeah, like there's other fights over the course of the Bash show that were do overs that were like i don't know like that guy's knee kind of went down but whatever and then they just kind of do it again because it's more exciting and it's it's cool and the fights are lower stakes but I in also, this case it's like yeah i i kind of don't want to be this guy but i will be might also be because he's mongolian he's not yeah. japanese so a little racism in there as well oh like the the japanese judges kind of wanting to make it more challenging artificially or helping well because endo show. is japanese right Oh, yeah. Or in that case, like, Takakesho had an actual chance at the championship because of all this, and he's a Japanese Ozeki. So there is that. If you want to, yeah. like, get into that, there was, some, there was, like, a dicey tournament a while ago in the summer where Takakesho was Kadoban status. Like, he could be demoted if he lost eight. And, and he just magically pulled one out at the last minute, he, right? Well, two of his fights were, like judges verdict kind of things like one was against enho this like diminutive wrestler that people really like because it's kind of a david goliath thing like he's undersized to be in the division (laughs) kind of uh but it was like this weird like dead body ruling at the edge of the ring where it's like well he was out first but enho couldn't possibly recover so he's actually the one who loses like it was like a real like what like technicality type match and he had two of those to get to eight and then dropped out of the tournament at at like day 10 or whatever like it was kind of weird like he barely crawled over it to eight but then he had some like legit good tournaments after that so he kind of like erased that negative energy (laughs) whereas like the guy that was like barely over the line this time was shodai who i was like a fan of like previous tournaments like i was i was happy to see him win a win an emperor's cup a couple months ago oh you weren't a fan Uh, this time around oh he just he just didn't have it together this time a lot of his victories were really fluky and then he didn't have to fight asanoyama like the other ozeki uh because he got like banished wait basically yeah oh wait i thought that was takayasu didn't have to Oh, or no, Takayasu got a Facencio victory, <clears throat> but there was, like, in the final few days, it would probably have been a battle between the top Ozeki guys Yeah. in the schedule, but because Asanoyama got, like, in huge trouble for violating COVID protocols. Specifically and... for going to a hostess bar, fucking moron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a bunch of times, I guess, <laughs> I think, is emerging, as it, as it turns out. Oh, it was like it, a one-shot thing. I thought it was, like, yeah. the night before. 
or something. Yeah, I think it's like, uh, oh no, he's been out and about, and he was lying about it to like the elders and stuff. So, yeah, this sort of happened last year with this guy named Abby, uh, who was in kind of the top division anyway, and like decent ranking. Like I think he's been Sekiwake, which is the third highest. Uh, but he was violating COVID protocols in like July or something. Uh, so then he was demoted for several tournaments and had to, is currently fighting his way back up from the third tier division, which every basho I've been watching the top two divisions, like another channel called Nato Sumo uh, post the Jurio matches. Uh, recently they've also been doing Makushita matches, but, like, those are so imbalanced. Like, the fights are crazy. <laughs> like, there's a bunch of them, and most of them are the quick, short, whoops, one guy clearly overwhelmed the other kind of battles that yeah. aren't really the greatest, so... And, and you yeah. kind of can't keep up with all the names, because there's, like, 50 or 60 dudes in that tier, yeah, and it's it's a little much to handle. Uh, the Jurio division is a lot smaller, so it's actually pretty easy to track everybody down there. So it's sure. just kind of an extra little bonus, fifteen minutes of sumo every day. But yeah, the main way I've been watching it is kind of like over breakfast. I get like forty minutes of sumo, <laughs> so I didn't do a big giant mega marathon. <laughs> I've never right. really done it that way. How was like a colossal chunk of sumo? <laughs> I've never really approached it that way uh i think without it being kind of clipped into the matches it would have been yeah. preposterous because like a lot there were a bunch of time i mean he didn't also didn't do every day fully because he had a life too or yeah has a life too so like some days were just like the highlight reel and those were kind of nice honestly to like because like, you get maximum fights in minimum time yeah yeah, that's so sort of what the Nato nice. Sumo channel like boils their stuff down to. Uh, I think they've run afoul of like NHK uh, copyright stuff though, so they can't keep them up for very long. So oh, like okay. Jason's channel is good as kind of like a archive of like a basho going forward because it's still there. Uh, NHK because they're not doing their own comment or sorry Nato because they're not doing their own commentary over it or anything, they get like flagged and taken down. Yeah, because they're not so. providing content; they're literally just restreaming essentially essentially and yeah. it's weird because nhk does prepare their own like uh, highlight packages but they're just forever late like they're like a day and a half two days after the day of his events this like edited package goes up on their site yeah and it's like well done and everything but it's like yeah i, I can't do it this way because i'll get spoiled like i'll know chiyumaru lost on day four and that's gonna bum me out <laughs> like i want to yeah. see it happen so it's just kind of weird how they're a little behind the timetable. So that's the only reason I'm like turning to other stuff. Uh, and, and I enjoy Jason's commentary and zeroing in on certain stuff like his matches. I'll watch, but the kind of generic, uh, like recaps, I could, I could go to the real deal for that. It's just, it takes too long, <laughs> but yeah, just, just if people want to do it legally, it is there too. the highlights, but yeah, just kind of a pain in the ass. It, it is, yeah. But anyway, uh, overall, pretty pretty good feelings though about the how it all panned out. We can, I guess, we can talk about <laughs> it. Went down to a playoff, like uh, there was a final showdown. It did, but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that. Um, I mean, the fact that there's no Yokozuna is weird. Like it just kind of. So okay, yeah. I'm gonna get into specifics about some things. 
Okay. Um, I hate Takayasu. I fucking hate him. I can't stand him. The, the reason, Filipino guy? Takayasu? He's Japanese. Oh, yeah, he's half ja- half Filipino also. Yeah, yeah. He's like the f- he's the fuzziest Rikishi. <laughs> that I, yeah. Okay. I fucking what's wrong hate him. with his fight style or what's going on? No, his face looks exactly the same as a coworker from 20 years ago that I worked with. That's a real piece of shit. So I <laughs> oh, can't. No. So I can't unsee it. So every okay. time he fights, I want somebody to rip his fucking head off. Oh no, he's one of the most like mild mannered Rikishi. <laughs> I actually really enjoy him. I, I should have chosen him for my team. I chose Takanosho this tournament as like part of this contest Jason runs, and he okay. torpedoed my my score <laughs> completely. Sure, yeah, uh, yeah. He's a very like smiley guy, and like people love him. And he's had a decent string of tournaments, but that was not. He had like a five and ten record this tournament. He really <laughs> did not help anything. <laughs> uh, whereas Takayasu's been pretty reliably good. But okay. So not a Takayasu fan just because he, he looks like someone you don't like. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. literally it. That's all it is. Because okay. like he's obviously a very confident uh, Rikishi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> confident, rather. Yeah. Um, probably confident, too, frankly. But yeah. Competent yeah. is what I meant. Oh, he had uh, a real chance at winning last tournament, but the last few days just didn't work out. But yeah, yeah. We already talked about the Asano Yama bullshit. Don't need to revisit that, really. <laughs> yeah. Um. At first, I was just kind of like, all right, well, like, Jason was, like, pumping this guy up a little bit. I was just like, okay, what's so special about him? But every time I watched him fight, I was like, oh, man, guy's really dope. Is Wakataka Kage? Is yeah. The, like... Wakatakage's had a good string of tournaments and the best name in the biz (laughs) right now. It's a great name. He he has two brothers that are also Rikishi. Uh, One is in the Jurio division and had a pretty good tournament, Wakamoto Haru. And then I can't remember the third brother's name, but he's down in Makushita. Uh, So there's there's three of them potentially in the the upper echelon. Uh, But Wakatakage is the best. Uh, the other guy is Toby Zaru, who had a pretty rough tournament, but he always seems to find a way to, like, fly out of the ring into the crowd, <laughs> like, every match. <laughs> so it becomes pretty common just to be like, yeah, Toby Zaru's doing his little tour of the of the crowd saying hi to everybody, because he just, like, gets wheeled out. And he always fights with, like, a lot of spirit, but he had a pretty rough tournament. Like, he had a, he had a really great debut tournament last year, so people got real hyped about him, but he's, he's kind of settled back into you know learning his lessons <laughs> dealing with some of these tougher dudes so yeah but he, he's still fun uh sure. Ura in the next uh tournament should be cool he's just got a lot of weird moves like uh like there there's kind of these smaller wrestlers that have to rely on like different techniques other than yeah. their size to like pull off victories so like a lot of leg pulls and like weird flying throws and stuff is what he's he's all about so I hope it plays in the upper division too, because he he won the Jurio Championship, uh, this most recent one. Um, so yeah, he's he's a high flying weird kind of <laughs> weirdo. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's neat when it's like someone completely different style, like uh, enters into the mix, because then you're just hearing different like victory conditions and stuff. But anyway. Hopefully yeah. this is interesting to people. It's it's easy to like find a bunch of sumo content and see if you care. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, definitely, you know, concussion protocols could be way better and, uh, could be a lot less racist, but totally. 
it's Japan and it's ancient and weird. Uh, and I don't know. I, I still find something real cool about it. I'm hoping to see Japan again, obviously, once we get our, like, you know, vaccination passports or whatever the rules are going to be. Uh, also, Japan is kind of in a big lockdown state right now. I think they're doing worse than us right now on that front. So I don't know that it would be wise to go there, but I hope to catch a basho in my time, you know, and see it <laughs> happen. Uh, but yeah. Well, it's probably not going anywhere. It is extremely old. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I don't think it's going to fold now. And maybe we'll like, maybe, uh, you know, Takakesho or, uh, Terra Fuji will be Yokozuna's then. And I'll get to see like the grand, like processions and things around that. Cause there's like a whole, like they, they wear these like rope things and do yep. a big ceremony every day is what's supposed to happen. But that At just hasn't been happening. Yeah, because yeah. there hasn't been a top ranked guy, so right. Yeah, some some of the some of the pomp and circumstance has been missing from Sumo for the past like year, so it would be cool to get it back to a more you know rock solid lineup of guys fighting. But uh, it's still I, fun. I definitely um, was had fun. Like I definitely think Terra no Fuji is going to make a run for Yokozuna next time. So it was nice yeah. to kind of be like there watching like him do his thing, like because this is his first win that he needs or whatever. Right. I would say like, yeah, if if he's even runner up, I think they'd have to give it to him because he just won a tournament previous tournament, too. And like so if he, it's a really strong showing, even sure you'd have to consider it. But yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and yeah. then also like, I don't know, maybe politically like. If Hakuho doesn't come back or something happens, kind of want that representation for your sport. So like, yeah, you want someone to be the top dog that everyone's gunning for, kind of thing, and yeah. makes it more exciting yeah. inherently. So yeah, I, I think they'd be sort of motivated to hope that happens, but it's got to be by the rules. You got to win two in a row as o- Ozeki. So he's, and we saw he's on one. The way. Yeah, we yeah. saw one. So um, oh. Like, some of it's missing, because, like, I think Jason's just covered it a bunch of times, so he stopped doing it. But, like, I do kind of love seeing the procession of, like, crazy hardware they get as as when they win. Because they're just, like, all these giant cups and certificates and, like, mushrooms and, like, food prizes and all this weird, like, things they get. Like, it's like you won 12 Stanley Cups, (laughs) like, all at once. It's so weird. It is, um... It is a crate. So, we should talk about. Is there anything more specific you want to talk about this basho, or like that? Uh, because we should talk about just like sumo in general, like kind of like. Sure. I, yeah. I'm, I'm. I don't know if there's any one specific story of like, like Hoshoryu, the nephew of a Yokozuna, had some cool victories or whatever. But yeah, it's yeah. No, we can we can broadly speak about the rules or something if you. The amount yeah. of money they make is fucking crazy for, like, the top dogs. But then I was thinking, yeah, but also, they are breaking their bodies in a way no one else in this world does at the age of 26 and up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> like, and the, and the recovery time between tournaments, like, it's a couple months. Like, in this next case, like, six weeks, really, because they're moving it ahead for the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, but... 
these guys have like the most wrecked knees in the world. Like there's just like these taped up bandaged guys trying to make it work. And as you get into like your mid thirties, like it's just, these guys just always have bandages on their legs. Like to- Tochi notion is a guy from Georgia yeah. who's just been like struggling for a while. Cause it's just like, you can't go get surgery and like sit out without being demoted out of like contention really if you're not like a yokozuna <laughs> you know that's the sure. only secure rank whereas anything else it's like no you, you got to get back out there like aoyama he's bulgarian i think uh he came back like 10 days into the tournament just to like try to get some victories so he didn't get demoted too far and like got three right. or four or something but he just had like tons of bandages on his back and stuff like it's just like this is brutal like these guys yeah. are really <laughs> having to force it uh just because of the like how totally strict and not forgiving the rules are it's just like no you didn't show you you get demoted like you're out it's like wow okay <laughs> so yeah yeah it's pretty harsh but uh but like i don't know so ufc fighters and like wrestlers and stuff yeah. they do the same but they don't do it with, by putting on like an extra 600 pounds either as part of right. like it's yeah what these people do to their bodies is fucking crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there are kind of more trimmer, like muscular builds in here, but yeah, there are some just like that guy's just big. That's just a giant dude. Like Tokshoryu, Chiyomaru, Akisiyama. Like there's a couple wrestlers that are just that guy's really fat, and that is his like power in in this, you know. But, yeah. Yeah. Heft. Yeah. Scary though. Like I don't yeah. know, man. It's know. fun. It's it's still weird, yeah. It's an odd discipline, but uh, I don't know. It's 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 still probably my favorite combat sport because it's just so odd, and I like how it's structured. Really, like I they, like how they short kinda... the matches are. They're like just clean, you know. Yeah, it, it's rare to see a match over two minutes. Like, and I I keep hearing this happens, but I've never seen it happen. Where at two minutes, the Gyoji is allowed to kind of pause everything and like and memorize reset it. Yeah. how everybody was. And then they can like take a breath and like get some water and stuff and just like get ready to continue. But typically, though, it'll be like, no, they just kind of get locked up. And then the judge will yell Hakioi at them a bunch, which is like, fight with spirit. Come on. Like, do yeah. it. <laughs> and then they struggle a little more. And then ugh, someone falls or whatever like they just get so burnt out like it's one of takakesho's like weaknesses is he's like just this pusher guy like he he really just if his match isn't over in a minute he's probably gonna lose because like he just does not have the stamina for like a huge bout he has a few people like that for sure just heft you out immediately or else he's gonna and then they stop like into a grapple because they can't do anymore and they have to go on the defense right where, yeah. yeah, that's where some of the smaller guys, like, have that stamina, and then oh, yeah. they're just trying weird stuff. Like, Ura will typically, like, be, like, a couple feet apart from you in this kind of low stance and be, like, trying to get at your legs and, like, do weird swing-arounds and stuff. Like, it's just totally different matches <laughs> than, like, the kind of body-to-body, locked-up, trying-to-get-grips-on-the-belt kind of stuff that you see with the bigger guys. So, I don't know. It's just different styles. And yeah. seeing them clash with each other is weird. But yeah. It would be cool. Like, this isn't a worldwide phenomenon. It would be kind of cool to ha- have, like, 
a worldwide championships of some sort, though. Yeah. Like a representative. Like, basically, if this was more places, you would just put the Yokozuna from each nation, essentially. In some mega tournament or something? Yeah. That'd be that'd crazy. Be cool. <laughs> yeah. No, like, there's there's guys from other places, like, in throughout the ranks and stuff, but it's pretty narrow. It's like Japan, Mongolia dominate the sport. Uh, there's you get Brazil some Eastern in European there. guys. Yeah, there's a Brazilian guy, Kaisei. Not a fan uh, of him, really, either. N- yeah. Although he, I think he managed Kachikoshi, but he was in the lower zone of this this one. I just didn't, um, he just didn't seem that impressive. But I guess yeah. like Jason gives him a, uh, some airtime because a lot of Brazilians watch YouTube, so like mm-hmm. they're rooting for their boy, and I get it. Yeah, same with uh, Georgia and and stuff. Yeah, like the kind of novel. There, I think there's a Russian guy in the Makushita ranks right now. Hawaii used to be way into like a uh, sumo for like the seventies and eighties, which uh, went away, I guess they kind of turned to football as the oh, avenue. <laughs> yeah. Like there was an Ozeki. I, there might, I don't think there was a Yokozuna. There may have been, but uh, there was like a lot of debate about that too. Like, are they being racist? Like, can there not be an American Yokozuna? Cause this guy should be good enough kind of stuff. But there's, there's a handful of wrestlers from the eighties that were, from america i guess like hawaii but uh sure samoan but uh yeah yeah, it was just kind of weird to not have that be a thing anymore it's kind of too bad (laughs) i don't know yeah but yeah oh and i guess psa for any young listeners uh, if you want to become a rikishi you have to do that before the age of 23 or you just can't so dude yeah well this is what i'm saying is that the like what they're doing to themselves and yeah they have I'm to do it young. I'm not necessarily endorsing it. No. I'm just saying, when I got way hype about it, like, a year ago, it's like, can you, like, do this? And it's like, you can't. You're too old, Nathan. You can't do it. You're not allowed. You're too old to become a Jedi. It's not allowed. It's like, yeah. okay, okay. But, because, yeah. like, they need to start bulking up in, like, their muscle and their weight. Yeah. Like, early, because this is a lifelong thing. Like, these these guys won't be doing office jobs. This is their life now yeah you are rikishi <laughs> yeah you are you are sumo wrestlers yeah uh you do have to like learn japanese for like a year or something there's like special like sumo school uh if oh, you're that's cute. born yeah <laughs> like it's like a year of foreign for like to school to become like up to code or whatever with japanese and like the traditions and everything uh and they're pretty strict about like if you want to run a stable you have to like become a japanese citizen and like become japanese so sure Hakuho did that last year yeah just to like begin the next step of his his excellence of coaching and stuff or whatever but uh yeah it's uh very tradition bound so but if hey if, if some canadian wants to be a rikishi you can it's just a big commitment <laughs> so. have you so have you looked into uh canadian sumo wrestlers no. There's two. We, okay. <laughs> they actually, in the Japanese Sumo Association, had a time? Well, let me quickly, like, I was, I'm trying to understand how this works with, uh, I'm looking it up through uh, Wikipedia. Okay. Yeah. Um, Broad, Brodick McKenzie Philip Henderson from 2015 to 2016, and John Anthony Tenta Jr. from 85 to 86. 
Uh, he was Makashita 43. Okay. Uh, the other guy was Sandanme 46. Okay. So, so no. they didn't make it up into the paid <laughs> divisions. <laughs> but that's about where this like Russian guy is right now that I, I was seeing a couple tournaments ago. So, but sure. This, okay. this guy is Took- like... The 2015 is not too long ago. He's 20 yeah. years old from Victoria, British Columbia, six foot seven, weighs 360 pounds. That's that's a pretty tall Rikishi. That's that's there you go. Has a chance at it, but apparently not. <laughs> but okay. But yeah, not really. No, exactly. it's it's a tough grind. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, only the top two divisions get like a salary, <laughs> so you're kind of just like part of a stable and you get room and board and whatever. But you're like an intern or something in the in the stable but that the stews and that things. salary if you get up there is a lot it gets it's, there and if you good. win special prizes and stuff like it add it kind of rolls forward and if you get a kinboshi which you can't get right now <laughs> but that's when a regular like ranked guy beats a yokozuna you get like a gold star and that's like a permanent achievement. It's like, whoa, you got a Kimboshi on that guy? That's crazy. You feel, you be, you beat like a top ranked dude. Right. But because Hakuho is not fighting, <laughs> there's no way to get those. So and the also, is saving a bunch of money. That has to be <laughs> one of the rarest things because, like, honestly, even seeing like an Ozeki fight, I don't know, like a Megashira 9 or something, it's no yeah. contest. Like, it's, it's not even close. It's typically a pretty tough, <laughs> tough ask, yeah. It's that, very, That very was the unlikely. big thing with Hoshoryu. Like, he got some good trip victories on, like, one or two of the Ozeki. So yeah. So, like, okay, this guy's got some, like, moves developing. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Good to see. I think he ultimately had a losing tournament, but it's still, like, the quality of the victories was really high. So, sure. Yeah. People are looking at him with interest, I guess. But, yeah yeah sumo it's it's been it's been a year and a bit of like really digging more and more into it i still get weird about watching it at work because it's just like a lot of a lot of dude on display a lot of big burly skin <laughs> battling it's just yeah like, i'm not explaining this this is japan it's tradition they have to wear the mawashi and grab it and also and push each other i'll just yeah i'll just go ahead and say the people we work with are uh Old. A little rednecky, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah. I, but it's been around forever. I mean, if you're in Japan, it's like, oh yeah, of course, sumo wrestling. So I don't know. Maybe it's not as weird as I feel it would be. But it's it's still a fringe sport interest, I guess. It is surprising but, to me how little it's um in fighting games. You know, video games with like different fight styles uh, represented. Yeah. So like you have so go on sorry. Well, it's just all I can think of is just like E Honda is a Rikishi in Street Fighter, but and know. arguably like the one everybody if you think sumo in video games he is the one. So like yeah. that's cool. There is one in um oh my god I can't remember not Tekken I think Virtual Fighter. There's a there's a Rikishi okay yeah. And, uh, some of the later ones I don't know very well. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just weird how like underrepresented that is. I mean, coming from Japan too, like you'd think there'd what be I mean. like a line of <laughs> Japanese fighting games. Like there's like you know all sorts of weird fringe fighting games, but 
other than yeah some ps2 games that kind of are way back and obviously japan only like or there's this circle of sumo game that i mentioned briefly that's like a goofy top-down thing yeah uh there's really just not a lot in this arena and it seems like i i don't know if it would be like something about like actually you know in virtual fighter how there's that kind of like off balance thing that can happen yeah like you you Mm -hmm. wobble a character it would be like a lot of stuff in that vein would be like how you'd have to develop the fighting system i think because there's ring outs like soul caliber or something is like the thing that can win you the fight a lot but then if there was this kind of destabilizing the guy is kind of the goal (laughs) that that would be the other thing but I don't know. Yeah, it just hasn't really been developed, and I I would be very interested. I just found that. a top ten list of sumo and video games. You want me to go through this quickly? Sure. Number Let's ten, the Sumo Bros from Mario games. Okay. Uh, they're the dudes that stomp and then lightning shoots down on the ground. That's true. That does happen. Yeah. Um, Hariyama from Pokemon. I don't know anything about Pokemon, so I'll take their word for it. Okay. Um, Gani Surugi from Rival Schools. Never got into Rival Schools. Okay, myself. there's a character in Rival Schools. So that makes sense. But those are kind of like, why isn't there a Rival Schools equivalent of just like, you know, the Sumo Kings or something? And it's it's you know, Sammy put it out, and there's three of them, and they exist over there or something. Like also, that's what I wish happened. I kind of don't love this quick write up they did. While most sumo wrestlers on this list are depicted as honorable and wise, which they should be, like, traditionally, Gani Tsurugi mm-hmm. is a knucklehead. He's apparently, uh, like, he lacks discipline, and he doesn't attend sumo club. Like, he's, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, he's just a fat dude then. Like, he's phoning it in at, at school. He's not taking his college sumo seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Man, gotta show up to practice. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, Gore Koron from Twilight Princess. He's a Goron elder, and that's okay. true. I do remember that. You have to, like, sumo wrestle him at some point in that game. Use gauntlets or something to, like, pick him up and throw him out or something? I think, yeah, you push him and then, like, toss him out or something. Uh, okay. So, um, I never played this game, but Bonchan from uh, Tokaido, or Sumo Fighter Tokaido Basho. It's an what is NES, that? It's an NES game. Uh, from the 90s. I never did it's play it. has got Basho right in the name, so that's that sounds like the most legit so far. <laughs> it's a 2D sumo-based action di- action game uh, released in 1991 in Japan and released in 93 March of uh, in North America, by the way. Oh, it actually it. came out here? Wow. Apparently. Okay. Um, okay, sumo. The player can get experience, grow sumo wrestler, uh, perform special techniques. Yeah, this actually might be exactly what you want when you were asking for. Like a Super Nintendo game? Alright, I'll have to write that down. Uh, not Super Nintendo, Game Boy, by the looks of it. Oh, man. Well, it's better than nothing. (laughs) I'll take my monochrome gaming. Yeah, okay. Uh, number five is Hinako Shijo, which doesn't seem right because she's female and okay. skinny, but she's from King of Fighters, and apparently she's considered... She only weighs 93 pounds, but has enough technique to lift men who are four times larger. Okay, sure, it's a video game, whatever. I don't care. That's smaller than Enho, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> also, women aren't allowed in, but whatever. Traditionally, you know. Whatever. That, that can't happen, yeah. 
Okay, this is like the actual... Oh, my God. Okay. You'll know what I mean in a second. Uh, number yeah. four from Virtual Fighter is Takarashi. Okay. Never played it, heard of him, so... Which, but. are they citing a specific Virtual Fighter or just the series? Like, I'm not super familiar I uh let me quickly read their thing the ring of formula introduced in virtual fighter helped define most 3d fighting games forcing your opponent out of the ring it's a way to win the match in this environment's perfect fit for a sumo wrestler yeah um it wasn't until virtual fighter 3 that a proper sumo was featured okay Taka, uh Rashi was infamous in the sumo world for his brutality his thrill of fighting inspired to seek him out him to seek out new challenges Weird. okay did he not return in subsequent ones, or I just forgot about him? I don't know. <laughs> sounds, I, I never yeah, got okay, into the so series. Three. Yeah. No, Virtua Fighter, not Tekken. Oh, Virtua Fighter. Sorry. But yeah, if you, Virtua Fighter 4 was the one I spent the most time with, so... Gotcha. If, yeah, I bet, okay. But if you want to talk Tekken, the next one, number three, is Gan Ryu. Okay. Uh, rising star in the sumo world before he was pushed out of the sport for his problematic behavior. <laughs> All these like wild card Rikishi. It's like a Sanoyama. I was gonna <laughs> say he's the Sanoyama. Yeah. Um I'm trying to see if there's anything that doesn't say specifically where he started, but I don't remember him really. I also okay. didn't play a lot, so uh two was Malo from Pushmo. Which yeah. is why which is why I was like, Yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I got Pushmo World for the Wii U basically just because of that. <laughs> it was like that, and it was like, I think they're going to shut down the Wii U shop like any month now. <laughs> I just don't trust it. So yeah. I had to like look for exclusives. But he's got a Mawashi. He's, he's solving puzzles and helping children. Like he's not really doing sumo. But uh, I guess he's retired or something. It's just helping the world with yeah. their push puzzles. Yeah. Yeah. This is the one thing he's good at is pushing, it's in his name. Yeah. Well, it's in the name of the, the series, game name. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then number one, of course, was E Honda because he is the face of yeah. sumo in video game. For like, I really like how they actually implemented him in a fighting game where they really focused on like the slapping more than anything because you yeah, have. Yeah, there is a lot of slapping. <laughs> There's a lot of pushing and slapping in sumo that does happen. And he he um. has throws and stuff like that, but like. Yeah, I, I kind of understand why I think it's a little hard. Like, a sumo wrestler in Soul Calibur just doesn't work. <laughs> no, they instance. don't use weapons at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a bit of an odd, like, discipline of fighting. So I, it makes sense with the Virtual Fighter ring out thing yeah. to have that as a notion. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, that's that's a thing that E. Honda can't even really capture. He just has to, like, p- pound the dude down or whatever, which is not how sumo works. That's why he has <laughs> really? this, like, torpedo lunge or whatever, I guess, is, like, his representation yeah. of pushing a dude. Right. I mean, yeah. I guess if it's not obvious, like, if any part of your body, like, touches the dirt, you're done. Like, is, like, the other way you yeah. fail in sumo. So... That's what I'm saying, like, Virtual Fighter's kind of, like, wobbly, destabilizing a character thing would be, like, kind of a one-two move to just, like, knock a guy. Like, if you got a leg sweep, that's it. You won. Yeah. Because he, he hit the dirt, you know? So it'd be really short, punchy matches, which is also maybe not conducive to a traditional fighting game. So... Because it's, like, five seconds. Here's a question I give to you. If we're going to make a sumo game, how... Yeah. What is, like, the design 
thing that we have to like really keep in mind. Is it like a fighting game? First of all, I'm sure it is. And then if it is, does it just like have an extensive grappling system where like you? <sighs> That's the thing. You could easily make some like. I feel it's the sort of comedic route Circle of Sumo does is like the kind of like you're bouncing and pushing off each other and it's about the ring out being silly, which is part of it. Like, honestly, Takakesho had a hilarious loss this tournament where he like flew out of the ring. (laughs) Like he he like rushed at his opponent and like missed and like just vaulted out like it happens. But a lot of it is like the clashing and the grappling and the finding grabs and things. So and that's like, kind of the more interest. It's like a weird, almost rock paper scissors at that point. Yeah, like huh. you're kind of trying to get an advantageous like position and inside position and grips that will allow you to force the other guy out. And then there's just brute strength and stuff. But yeah, like y- you could do kind of a quappy, weird control. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, like physics funny thing too to try to like get it. Like with the hand positioning of like a Octodad or something, you know, but for it to actually like be functional over Goofy would be the real struggle, I guess. Like where it's like, no, you can master this weird gripping mechanic and then it's actually has a weird amount of like momentum, physics, depth and stuff. Honestly, like VR (laughs) might help in this because it's using your hands. Like, it's really hand positioning, so if it's just, like, has good motion-tracked controls, that might be, like, the barrier missing from this, like, a boxing game kind of thing, but for grabbing and vaulting, <laughs> but I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it's it's tricky. Like, maybe that's really, like, one of the main reasons it hasn't been cracked, because it's, it's, like, an interesting, weird sport, but there's, like, how do you go about it? It's a little too intricate and, like, the things that make one side of it interesting and a little too, like, casual in the other side that makes it interesting. So it's easier to go for that one. Right. Circle of Sumo basically boils down to, like, this kind of mind game of, like, like there's a move that's pretty unpopular in Sumo called the Henka, where you Mm -hmm. jump out of the way at the initial clash. And it's, like, a lot of matches in Circle of Sumo will kind of boil down to that. Like, will someone charge up to do a rush attack and the other person just kind of steps aside and then they win? Like, it's kind of a rock, paper, scissors Like, is he going to try to bounce me out or is he going to slowly approach me or just kind of wiggle around the ring to try to push me <laughs> kind of thing? Yeah. Like, it's all about the ring out in that game, basically. Whereas, yeah, there's so much more to it. It's just, and then they have to spice it up with like weird, like a, uh, like there is a traditional dohyo, but then there's like all sorts of kooky like levels and stuff. Like you're on top of a tower and there's a bird or something like just to make it more weird. Yeah, uh, because it's otherwise very narrow mechanically. So yeah, yeah. it is. Free, it, it was a fun few say. hours, but yeah, yeah. Like we should n- mention, it is a free game. So yeah, you could just it's try it's it. worth at least looking at. It captures like a little bit of it, but I want the real deal, like full thing. But it's yeah. it's a puzzle for sure, development wise. But anyway, can I yeah. end this with one thing that I fa- I just yeah. read that's kind of funny? In yeah. Sumo Fighter Tokaido Basho, uh, you you 
in, after you beat the game on hard mode, you can play on super mode. In order to get the ending text and credits, you have to finish it at all three difficulty, normal, hard, and super. Each playthrough gets harder, higher difficulties, pit the player against new enemies, or blah, blah, blah. The end message from the game producer to the players, even if you're good at this game, you can't grow as a sumo wrestler. (laughs) Whereas you'd think it'd be like, congratulations, you're a Yokozuna or something, but it's like, no, you can't. (laughs) Very discouraging. I thought that was great. Thanks, Game Boy game. (laughs) that I put all this time into. (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah. I guess if we want to pivot over to video games that do exist, <laughs> we can talk briefly uh, about my most recent sessions with Mass Effect. Sure. Um, which, a lot of story time in the Citadel, kind of getting used to, like, oh, yeah, you just kind of get introduced to a bunch of characters and run around. Two questions. Uh, what are the elephant people called again? And what are the weird uh, jellyfish? Elcor. Elcor and the jellyfish <sighs> things. Hanar? Hanar. This one yeah. is named whatever. Like that. Yeah, this one so. wants to be a crazy street pe- preacher like that Polish guy you hate. And it's like, oh, yeah, my attitude towards you has changed a lot. Childish <laughs> laugh. Like, yeah. they have to say their emotion. Yeah. There's yeah, great yeah. shit in that. They're, oh, my yeah. God. I wish I could revisit for the first time finding mm-hmm. that whole universe of aliens out again. Yeah, no, they do a pretty fun job of just jumping you into, like, that place and just seeing all this craziness. Uh, it was a bit like, where do I go? Where's the CSEC headquarters? <laughs> like, I was just kind of wandering around this giant mall. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, in the basement, right? Yeah, it was, like, yeah. around a ramp or something. Yeah. I kept seeing signs for it, and then I there you was executor go down. Palin or whatever, and I thought his office was the CSEC office, because he's, like this super serious Torian dude. And it's like, no, 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 no. That guy might have something to do with CSEC, but that is not what that is. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. I guess it was down here. <laughs> like just dumb stuff. Uh, so I definitely lost some time there. Uh, but yeah, it just jumps you into like, here's Rex, here's Tally, here's, here's Garrus. Like you get the cool team members. So you never need to deal with Ashley and Caden again, which, <laughs> I just was like, these people are just so lame. Like, I would never have them with me over these other options, like, past an early point. I do like that Ashley's a human racist. Like, Yeah, she's so a, racist. A human supremacist. I like that. Yeah. You kind of need that character in a game where there's aliens, because that's yeah. unfortunately very real. <laughs> yeah, there's skepticism from my crew, too. It's like, huh, a lot of non-humans on board. It's like, yeah, they're like the coolest people in this game. <laughs> what are you talking about? But okay. I don't know, man. Yeah. Garrus is cool, but his whole like, oh, the law and rules, like fuck off, fuck I'm off a with cop. your I'm dumb. A good space cop. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, it just gets old. Some they all kind of get a little old sometimes because of their tropes of like different. I'm a people. tough mercenary. Yeah, I yeah. My guy. Yeah. <laughs> so so like you can get in the problem. At least I did. You can get the problem of just like. There's certain people that every time I talk with them, I'm just like, ugh, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just got Liara. Uh, actually, getting to that planet was like this insane headache. I swear I chose 15 other planets to look at before I got to the correct one, like just by happenstance. It was it was so like, it's like, hey, travel to this galaxy. All we know is there's a planet with Prothean runes on it. 
it's like, okay, click a planet. No, you can't even go to this planet. Why is this selectable? B, click a planet. Uh, do you want to scan this planet? Yeah, you got resources. Okay. <laughs> like, I just kind of, like, clicked through all these planets. I, I did, like, two side quest planets, which were just, like, my Mako introduction again. Yeah. So just like, oh, right. And then, like, immediately got killed by a Thresher Maw. Like, it spat acid on me, and I didn't yeah. mash the Omni-Gel button enough times, so I died. And I was like, well, that was the greatest game over. But I just saved, so I was okay. Okay. But it was, That's good. It was just, like... Oh right, okay. This is why this is kind of annoying. Like cheap game overs happen in the Mako. Like, Welcome back, bitch. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. yeah. It's like I'm just trying to pick up this like side quest dealie where it's like, hey, there's these dead mercenaries here. And it's like, okay, now I know that. Or Marines, I guess. Uh, or when you go to like a planet and there's like three things on it. And one of the three things is just like, yeah, your electronic uh, skill isn't high enough, so you can't even do anything with this. It's <laughs> like. Well, cool. I guess I'll come back and click on this later once I put more points in or, or something. Like, that kind of RPG layer that they stripped away in the sequels occasionally gets in the way of, like, well, I'm here now and this vault is locked, so I guess I'll just never have whatever's in there. I, I don't know. <laughs> and then I just slink away. So, yeah, there's been a couple headaches with that. But eventually, like, Planet 15 or 16, I finally was like, okay, this is a real planet with, like, a level. And Liara's on it, and there's, like, a whole mission and a boss and everything. And I did that and had a pretty good time uh, just shooting stuff and finally using my powers a little bit and whatever. Uh, still easy mode, though, so just kind of shooting everybody, not really yeah. <laughs> worrying about it. But uh, now I have the whole crew, I think. There's six characters, right? Oh, right, so, 2 was the one that added a whole lot. Okay. Um, yeah, I think there's only six in the first one. There's Caden, uh, Ashley, Liara, uh, Garrus. Rex and Tally. Tally, yeah. Rex. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that that just seems like Kinda so... Kind of narrow, right? Yeah. Okay. It's a little weird. Yeah, but I think, I think the pacing of this game is actually a lot faster than, like, I remember. There's basically two more missions that I'm working on right now. That are, yeah. like, big story missions, and then there's all the little ancillary, like, go to this ship, and there's, like, ten guys and some pirates or something, and you'll you'll click on a data pad or whatever. Like, there's those. Those games aren't uh, very long at all, if especially if you, like, mainline, I guess. Like, yeah. It's the loyalty really. missions in two that really make that game specifically feel longer. But, like, yeah, one is very, sh- you, it can be very short if you want it to be. I think that's why it was kind of an achievement hunt game for me for a bit, because it would be like basically pair up with two characters and fight everyone with them. Yeah. Would be like an achievement, essentially. Yeah. So it'd be like, all right, these two, this play through, these two, this play through, these two, this play through. There we go. I did it. Kind of an uninteresting way to do achievements, but it was early. So it was early 07 or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) So still figuring out the best way to do that stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, But yeah. As an engineer class, I don't know if I've really seen any super different stuff. Like, honestly, I thought it was like, oh, you're specialized for the pistol, so you should only use that. But then I pulled out a sniper rifle, and it was, like, awesome at killing dudes. So it was like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> I, I thought because I had no specialty in it, it would be, like, wavery and crazy and terrible. But it's like, nah, you can just shoot guys. It's not really blocking that. That might be a legendary edition, like, thing, because I do have that mode on. Okay. So maybe it's being friendly to me. <laughs> in terms of combat 
on mm. that on that end of it. Um, but yeah, it's been pretty straightforward shooting stuff. Uh, I don't like the grenades; they don't have enough splash. Like, yeah, really narrow. I, the yeah. only thing I remember about grenades is originally they were on the like back button on the 360 controller or something dumb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's X now on the Xbox One controller. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. They should be yeah. on a, on something. That's but it's easy. weird. It's like you kind of throw it out like it's like a disc, yeah. and it just kind of hovers there, They're and like then you pucks. press it again. They're little pucks, yeah. yeah. And then. The, but the explosion radius seems like incredibly small. Like I think that's like, why they got rid of them. That was right next to that door frame. Kind of like, useless. Like, yeah. So I don't know. It was that part's a bit underwhelming. <laughs> As is hucking a grenade and it not really achieving much of anything. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. It's just you know shoot that guy. In, yeah. In the head and you win. Um. It, it is kind of neat like i forgot they really talk about the shadow broker a bunch in like the first game yeah they do like they tease that up and like set up like just bigger stuff that pays off way later and like dlc in game two you know like that's kind of yeah. their universe stuff oh it's a it's kind of unfortunate too because like the the big like headache in 07 like a lot of reviews and everything i remember was like Man, these damn elevators, dude. Like, these loading times. You can skip those Oof. now if you want to. I know, but, like, there's, like, little audio bits that play over all of them, and they're, like, side quests and codex stuff and whatever. Like, yeah. if you hear that stuff. So I, I'm assuming if you skip it, it'll still go in your codex because your character probably. heard it. Yeah, probably. But I've kind of just been pausing to, like, oh, I just talked to that reporter, Emily Wong, and now this is talking about that and is like populating my codex with like information and stuff and it's like i don't want to miss it so i'm gonna sit in this elevator and you can pan the camera around and it's not that long but I'm some sorry, of the stuff seems you like say this was bad i'm confused i think the I, choice I just remember to skip that it is, being better, a, is better than not having one at all but oh sure i just, just don't know who weird. would skip it because that stuff's pretty good that's what i mean it's like you can f- skip over all this flavor if you if you want to, or you could just fast travel around, basically on these terminals, which was always there. I think. I bet speedrunners are so happy. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess as someone with like a dozen years of foggy memory, it's like yeah. I'm fine hearing all these news blurbs and stuff again. But like, I guess it's nice to. Oh, although I will say actually, yeah, it's sort of neat playing this game now as like someone who has played all the games and is familiar with the races and the lore and everything. Because in the dialogue options, you can basically just ignore a bunch of the investigate and, like, question stuff. Because you're like, no, I'm a citizen of this universe, and I know that the Asari live for a long time. So I don't need to ask Liara this stupid question, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because I know that. Like, Commander Shepard knows that, and I know that. So we just can move on. Totally. Like, there's a certain, like, efficiency <laughs> to how this is playing out now. Because it's just like, no, yeah, they live for hundreds of years. Why would I ask her, 50 years? are you telling me you're not 30? That's crazy. And like have this stupid conversation where you don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, or like, I, I am still asking like the Elcor what they're about and stuff, but that's because they're like bummed out. They're these ambassadors that are just like, yeah, the council doesn't give a crap about us. We're just over here. We're sharing an office and <sighs> they just don't care. And it's like, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> I'll hear you guys. You guys are, neat aliens i kind of wish you got an elcor at some point because they're so big and weird like i yeah. think 
you know I, they would have been a nightmare to like code in some places i think they'd be so different Co- yeah 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 it would be neat. but they're like big burly crazy creatures like if you just had one that could throw stuff for you like hulk is in your team or something it would be neat but it would be profoundly different rex yeah. is as weird as they get like character design wise in terms of burliness rex is but, definitely weird you make yeah. a good sumo wrestler yeah i think so he has a charge attack stability yeah and he's stable mm. both like, like both fini- oh, financially dude, and mentally shield at attachee eye yeah like he'd win every match totally just immediate yeah just smash it <laughs> and the rikishi yeah. just head explodes on like, it you have to hanka just to survive and then <laughs> see and then the match can, can start trip him yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not really fair, yeah. But if he's younger than 23 and he can join, actually, they don't even live that long because of the genophage and everything. So, gone Man, after that. It's so good how like good they made on all the things that they built up in the first game. Oh yeah, like all the the seeds that are sown in the first game with all the different like the pilgrimages of the. Corians and everything and like the Solarian like I'm kind of surprised how like there are Solarians everywhere but you're not really getting to know what they're about I guess until Morden is in the second game you know like he really fleshes out that sure because like one of the head council members is a Solarian and like I'm helping this weird scientist dude with like the scanning of the keepers or whatever yeah but like I hate that mission but yeah uh, yeah, I kind of wish I talked to that guy earlier because yeah. I definitely like saw like twelve of them and yep. then saw that guy. And it's like, oh cool, I guess I'll run around again. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah, they don't really d- dig into what the Salarians are all about until game two, I think. I'll I'll pay attention if more gets in there. But also, there's tons of codex I'm not reading, so you know, because it's like, well, I did this a dozen years ago. Sure. But if I want to really read. There's there's tons of stuff. It's there you but, if you uh, want to dig in. So, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I got the ship flying around doing doing missions and stuff now, so I'm in it, I guess. And yeah, uh, it's still it's still good. It's it's generally good. The 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 dune buggy like the, <laughs> I sort of admire the idea of like you're on an alien planet and you kind of got to be a detective and like find the stuff. But it's just like, yeah, but I'm just driving over to the three points. Like, there's not really discovery in this open world, you know. It's uh, maybe it's it's fine that they paired that element out into and focused more on the character writing and stories, you know. Yeah. Instead of the traversal. Uh, but I think that you know maybe they were trying to be the warthog or something because the warthog is fun to drive. And like, oh, you got your own buggy and you can ride around. And it's like, yeah, it's got jets. I guess on it. so. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Nice try. I guess. Do you want like, to... and it's so core to like how it, that game is. You can't just like not have it. So it's still there. Yeah. You know, like in the remastering, it's not just like, well, we we built all this. So the one weird thing that seems to be happening is like. I think just how the game was originally made in those open world sections, there just were loading stops. But because I'm playing it on PC and my PC's really fast, like it doesn't really need it, but it'll still like pop a box that says don't turn off your computer, but it's there for like 0.1 seconds. Like hmm. you'll you'll enter like 
a large part of like the new area and it'll just kind of pop a box for like 0.1 seconds it's just kind of like kind of why is that there but it's like you have the fastest xbox 360 ever right you know it's it's just kind of like oh that's weird i kind of just wish this didn't even surface at all (laughs) but (laughs) instead it's like constantly reminding you like we couldn't load this whole area back in 2007. Like we had to kind of stream it in. Like you know Half-Life One, how it would just like stop you for a little bit sometimes. Yep. yep. It's kind of like that. It but might be like, hard coded in there for specific yeah, sections. Like it's just like re- like load up everything, but it's like didn't really need to worry about it. But it still just like lets you know that it had to work. It's it's weird. But yeah, that's the one little like, huh? This is an old game. <laughs> like that keeps coming up. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Do you want to guess Effect. what the uh, world record for Mass Effect one specifically, not this edition, because that's not out yet, but the original? I don't even know what ballpark to aim at. I'm gonna say like five hours. <laughs> one hour and thirty one minutes. Okay. So that's What's any the, percent. Like completion or just like to credits? That's any percent. All missions and assignments is five hours and twenty four minutes. Okay, I feel good about my five-hour wild park guess then. Pretty good guess. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Uh, huh. I, I'm gonna you u- definitely can hit that X to m- skip everything anyone's saying to you if you want. I'm going to use this yeah. as a seg, as we say in the biz, which is okay. short for business and seg short for segue. Um, there's been some weird controversies going on, specifically in the Resident Evil 8 uh, speedrun community recently. Okay. The fa- so my the thing I'm going to ask you is do you like or dislike glitches in a speedrun? I mean, I feel it just it puts it in its own like subcategory of the speedrun, right? So like this is kind asterisk of, with this glitch run kind of thing, right? So kind of. Um What's going on with Resident Evil 8 is that the Resident Evil series, just in general, has a very very specific people doing the runs like all the time for every game. And they're hard at it, again, because of course they are. Like a big new installment is out. Like that's their bread and butter. Yep. Lifeblood. Yeah. And um, people were getting mad because there was a glitch found where you can skip. It's called Castle Skip, which is... Uh, a whole house, like a whole area of the game, uh, just skipped to the end boss and then fight. Oh, and okay. it's the one that they've been showing. Like it's with Lady D and like her mistresses and all that sort of thing. It's the one that people, for all intents and purposes, it's the one that Capcom I think spent the most time on, and like that's why they showed it off the most because it's like pretty dope of an area. Yeah, but okay. um, so people that watch. Resident Evil uh, streams and stuff like that and content, they've been getting mm-hmm. pissed off because everybody's doing the glitch. And so it's the, like, I want to see that stuff. Yeah. Why aren't you playing that stuff? It's like, well, I don't need to because of the glitch. And it's like, well, this is a bunk run then. And like, well, that's the thing is that people are saying that, and then the speedrunners are like, here's the thing, I don't want to do a glitchless, but if I'm going to do a speedrun, I'm doing it the fastest way possible. I have to do it this way to stay. Oh, like, no. And it's like to compete or whatever. Yeah, right? because it's a speed run. It isn't a casually play the game to show your viewers a hundred times a day. It's I have to go the fastest possible, so you have to do it. And like, oh no. 
So it like, made me really should think. Capcom you should not allow that. The game? Well, you should. Yeah. You just shouldn't allow glitches in any run. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at with it because I, I kind of don't even respect. The, okay, I respect people that find the glitches and are able to do it. I don't respect like or want to watch somebody skip the game to the end just because it's the fastest way to get through it. Like at some right. point. You're not playing the game anymore. You are breaking it to get to the end. I want to see you play it fast, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of mm-hmm. where I stand with it. So I'm just kind of curious where your stance was on this. Well, yeah, like, I guess you'd have to delineate, like, just... Or just... Is there no market for, like, this is a completionist run, speed run, and it's, like, has to hit all these bullet points or something? Like, why don't they do that? There will be eventually. that's what people want. It's just because it's the, like, initial rush, right? Right now. Right. I guess, yeah. Like, just because you can kind of prescribe a checklist of what quantifies the ideal run for a given set of rules or whatever. So if, like, the world demands that you go through the castle to qualify or something then they could just do that i guess but yeah that sucks that it's kind of the min maxi way of a speed run demands this this hiccup what's the so you get to the castle and you can immediately like go into a room or something and you just finish it off you don't even need to go through so 90% I, of the content i kind of don't understand even what it is it seems like you go into the castle you do maybe five ten percent of it and then you can do a thing where you glitch outside of it, and then you can load it up, and you're at the boss fight. Oh, so it's truly, like, br- breaking it up. Yeah. Like, it's janking it out. Yeah. Huh. That's a shame. Like, yeah, my my thing would be, like, I don't know that Capcom cares about the speedrun community, <laughs> but it would be, yeah. like, all right, we're patching it out, you guys. We're taking the glitch out these runs are bunk now. <laughs> like, would they ever care to do that? I, or something? I doubt like, it. For a single-player game? Like, I, I don't know if it I super doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, That's weird. And the thing is, is that there's no rule why you couldn't just, like, say glitch, is, glitch doesn't count. Or, like, I guess the people that run the board at speedrun.com, they can make the rule. They literally can say, we will not be accepting any runs that use this glitch. And then... Nobody or, can or do it. That just goes in its own like ghetto category that nobody cares about. Of just like, oh, you did the castleless run. Sure, I guess the, shaved a few seconds well, off that, but nobody wants to watch those. The problem is, is it doesn't work that way though, because the fastest run is called any percent, which is how you. Oh. The, what you yeah. would want is glitchless, but nobody watches glitchless categories. Is the, they don't? Yeah, because any percent is the one that gets into like GDQ, or like it's nah. the one that like. It's the fastest one, so it's the one people want to watch. Also, there, there's also weird issues as well where... Or are there other glitches that people are taking advantage of? So this would be like, only the castle glitch can't be done. You can still do the thing with the duping or whatever. There, you know, As far as I know, there isn't anything else like that. There are people looking for those currently. Okay. Because yeah. if there's one broken-ass area, there's probably another. Or a way to like really kill a boss easy or something. It's like, well, it's not, that's a glitch. It's like, well... It's an exploit. I don't know. Like yeah. you gotta allow that because everyone can do it or whatever. Well, this is the thing is but. that it's gotten so weird because there was a time where a Super Metroid run is any percent or a hundred percent because yeah. Super Metroid was played on the Super Nintendo. No ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, Resident Evil Village not only has 
okay so far it has an any percent any percent new game plus for people that want to use the new game plus weapons those are weirdly popular and i don't get why because literally anybody with the infinite magnum can be fast so i don't know why you would watch that but it's like the most boring (laughs) they're weirdly popular any percent new game plus in resident evil Mm -hmm. and i don't understand why there's glitchless glitchless new game plus and knife only in those there's ps5 and xbox series x ps4 xbox one like these are two separate categories and pc and inside pc they have to tell if they're running at 120 or 60 frames per second Mm -hmm. like at some point it's just like well, it's so this is fucking stupid. Into like subcategories. Anyway. It's like I got a world record. Yeah, but you got this world record because you ran it at 30 frames per second while windowed in like 720p while playing casual with new game. Like, there's so many like <laughs> caveats in games now that I kind of just don't respect a lot of speedruns that come out now yeah. anyway. Or I just remember like the Twin Galaxies like scoreless and stuff for arcade games, but yeah. like every port and everything. So it's like. Well, I'm the world record holder on like the Xbox Live Arcade version of this thing. It's like okay, like whatever. <laughs> like, Which is like know. more, like is better because those old machines would glitch out at some yeah, point because it could keep score. Played it, but nobody so cares stupid. about it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of an interesting thing that I was just like. Speedruns are uh, so, like, kind of dumb now. <laughs> that's really a shame that it's like a major section of the game though is like rendered useless to this category or whatever that's 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 dumb yeah but oh well that's how the the yeah i don't know that's how the run is speeded the speed run cookie crumbles yeah but yeah that's that's how it goes yeah uh yeah i didn't Weird. really get too into speed runs i did see a guy run in far cry 2 and just like it just becomes stuff where it's like well this is just the most efficient way to beat this mission yeah. To like use a mortar cannon from this corner and like oh, see, but, kill the guy. See that I like because they're yeah, playing the that's game. Like, Whoa, that good. guy like figured out the game. Like, like wow, you're it. playing it good. You're not glitching. You're not setting like a tree on fire so that it pushes you through the world to get to the end. Like right. Whereas yeah, when I do tune into like games done quick, it's just like what the hell did this guy just do to Donkey Kong 64? It's like oh I don't know. Like, he, he went swimming and fell through a thing, and then he was in a totally different level fighting a boss. And Ninten- I was like, uh, well, okay, N64 I go. games seem really bad for that stuff, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it's just like, I, this, isn't, this effectively isn't even the game I grew up playing, so I don't even know what I'm seeing. Like, I just can't even... Oh, how's he going to deal with this boss? Oh, he's not. Dude, he's, he's doing the speedrun. Yeah. Like he, why would he fight Only boss? babies fight bosses. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? That's a fucking game. <laughs> no, there's an annoying fish. And it's like, no, you don't have to fight it if you do this. Oh, okay. I don't know what's... Okay. <laughs> so I'm just not really the market Yeah. For, for that level of efficiency or whatever that they're striving for. Uh, but <laughs> sure. anyway. Okay, fair enough. Um, but hey, I got I got three games that I wonder if anyone ever bothered to speedrun uh, in the Forgotten Treasure segment. I mean, I could look I, them up as you talk, and I will tell you. All right, yeah. let's find out if like anybody even <laughs> does this. Uh, number one is uh, speaking of Virtual Fighter earlier, and our wishes for uh, more sumo involvement. Uh, Nina from that game had a spinoff, Death by Degrees which okay. was an action-adventure game for the PS2, kind of late-era 
uh, purple outfitted CIA MI6 collab thing. She's like a spy snapping necks and punching people. Uh, yeah. Do you remember that game? I know the cover of it because I've seen okay. it in the like rental store many times and I never bothered with it. Yeah. Uh, apparently it's not very good. Uh, okay. Jeff Gersman gave it a 5.6. Uh, it is like, it sounds like it does have that thing that the Mortal Kombat games would eventually do where like you punch someone and then it does like an x-ray vision and their skull shatters. And oh, like, neat. Whoa, dude. It's kind of like then, the progenitor of that thing yeah but then you keep fighting them because they still have health in their bar and it's like what that guy's skull like exploded yeah but that was mortal Kombat too they did that as well yeah like it's just a little ridiculous yeah um apparently it's like weirdly long like the the main thing that came up with this game was it like this is kind of the wild era before everybody was just copying Arkham Asylum for like yeah. fighting systems where you're d- juggling multiple opponents. Sure. You know, like the the goal was to figure out how do you do that. This is like pointing the right stick at like whatever the enemies are was the solution in the time, uh, which would be kind of it's a similar system to this other game, Rise to Honor, uh, with Jet Li. Do you remember that game? I do. So, sorry, this was your other treasure? Yeah, this is the second one, because it spins right out. Apparently, it has basically the same combat system of, like, point the stick at, like, all the guys. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't... Sorry, I don't remember if you actually said it, but the full title is Jet Li Rise to Honor. Oh, yeah. You have to put the jet... right there. You have to. Yeah. Uh, Even no though he plays a character named like Kit or something in it, like he's he's it's just starring him. There as is a speed run hero. for Jet Li Rise to Honor. How how what are, what's the run time? Uh, any percent normal is three hours and two minutes. Okay. Five months ago, somebody got that. <laughs> Pretty recent. <laughs> Was Death by Degrees no speed runs? Or? None at all. <laughs> Wow. So someone can take the top spot for no effort. I'm just, going. I'm going for you just, it. You just I just have to beat it. it. You just have to play this mediocre action game, uh, which I guess came out before Tekken 5. Oh, did I say Virtual Fighter? I think it's a Tekken character. It's Tekken, it's yeah. Totally, it's totally a Tekken character, dude. Yeah. I did it again. Uh, but okay. Same thing. Sorry to the fighting game community. I didn't actually launch Tekken 7 yet, so I didn't refamiliarize myself with that world. Um, but okay, yes, Tekken. Uh, it it had a demo for Tekken Five at the time. It was like the best thing he cited in that review. Was <laughs> just like, well, you can play Tekken Five, I guess. That uh, sounds. There's this. That sounds right. Mediocre game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Rise to Honor. I guess the cutscenes are doing a lot of the hard work there. Like the actual gameplay and fighting gets really dry pretty quickly, uh, and the shooting is like point and you have infinite ammo, which sounds good to me. Yeah, uh, you're just shooting your pistols and stuff. Yep. Uh, and it looks like Jet Li, so there's that. But uh, all the big like action set piece stuff apparently happens in a cutscene, as opposed okay. to gameplay. <laughs> so they can't trust the shitty player to make Jet Li not it's look like, awesome. Yeah, you got to shoot this helicopter, and it's like, ah, eh, we'll just do it for you. Like, take a look at this, <laughs> and yeah. then it just is an action movie. So yeah, I'm assuming you skip all that if you want to get to three hours though. Probably. Uh, but, yeah, there you go. So Jet Li, Rise to Honor. 
And then the last one is not related to those at all. I just was curious about what the hell this was. Uh, it's a Sega game for the GameCube called Amazing Island. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Davis reviewed this one. And it's a pretty funny review. Uh, he call, he says a more apt title would be OK Islet. Because uh, <laughs> it's like it's like a monster game, like Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon type thing. I think you build your own monsters. Okay. And then they compete in like mini games that you then win stuff with and like tweak out your monsters in your island. And you just kind of hang out in this weird Sega world. <laughs> like... I don't know. It sounded kind of like a chow garden or something, but like elaborated upon mm. maybe. But okay. yeah, it was, it's just like, Oh, I guess. Yeah. Striving to have some sort of Pokemon copycats was a era of gaming. Sure. And this, this at least was like <clears throat> not one I'd ever looked at. And I like my GameCube, So can I put my idea. mini disc in there to create a monster randomly? Oh, like Monster Rancher style? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. God damn. Although, actually, yeah, you can, like, really dig into the mechanics of, like, oh, I want to give it, like, these horns and, like, like make its shoulders bigger and, like, really tweak it out. Or, apparently, you can just answer a bunch of weird, obtuse questions and it'll, like, make a monster for you, which I thought was kind of neat. Like, I might do that. Like, just hmm. have the GameCube disc quiz me about my mind and then decide what monster I want to be hanging out with. That does so, sound neat. Yeah, it's weird, but I don't know. Amazing Island. So, And that got a 6.5. So a lot of middle-of-the-road stuff, <laughs> this uh, this this batch of treasure. That also but, has uh, a speed run. All right, what's the Amazing Island runtime? One hour and 19 minutes from a year ago. Okay. People digging into the catalog of that era that's cool i guess that's not bad <laughs> i guess yeah yeah so that's that's what i got for uh for the treasures i just did three this week yeah uh just you know that's a nice number the big thing with sumo uh yeah the, and like i know you've been talking about it off and on but the big ending happened so had to talk about that Mm-hmm. um do you want to talk about flight simulators <laughs> Or I'm kind of like, let's say, hey, we're, we're planning a destination, going to the amazing island, hop on an airplane. What, 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 uh, how do I get there? Yeah, I need, so I need traffic control. <laughs> I was, um, I was reading this article on Wired. Uh, people can go check that out if you want to get like deep into the it. Details. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's entitled The Hostile Takeover of a Microsoft Flight Simulator Server. Okay. Uh, so what happened is, is this for the new game, like the the most recent one last year. Well, so here's the thing: is that this there's a group here that kind of came together um, with the old game, like one of the old games called Flight Simulator X, or at least that's when like they start getting more popular on okay. on PC. Then they moved to the new Microsoft Flight Simulator, and that's kind of like when all this stuff started taking off. Um, so they're called FSATC, which is Flight Sim um, Air Traffic Control. And basically what it is is a community of people with a Discord and all that sort of thing where people would come in, they would learn, if they were brand new, they would learn from veterans, like, basics on air traffic control and how to, like, read the different, like, things you need to read and, like, and uh, learn how to fly properly and all that sort of thing. And then mm-hmm. they would go on to 
play a role of an air traffic controller or a pilot or like whatever they wanted to do. Um, and there was like people that were actually like super, I mean, this whole community is super into is this. Is there infrastructure in the game to support this? Like kind of like a MMO clan system or like, I don't you're believe on this so. List? Okay. I think okay. they all just did it through, <clears throat> excuse me. I think they all just did it through like a discord that they set up. Okay. All yeah. right. <clears throat> uh, so it was set up by a group of people that uh, I'm going to try to find their names here. Not like that. It really matters, I guess. Salad, AJ, Dork Toast, and uh-huh. Red Mugs. Oh, and Ninja, who would ultimately leave as the server got popular. So he's not that big of a deal, I guess. Um, deal in this. Okay. So those are. That's kind of, the four person team is Red Mugs, Salad, um, Ninja, and then this AJ guy or whatever. Okay. Uh, this AJ guy apparently was like one of these kind of pieces of shit that he he was like really into this idea that like oh this is my server or something like it wasn't like a co it wasn't like a project that the community was putting together he was trying to like be in charge of everything or whatever um the ty- apparently paid two thousand five hundred dollars in hosting fees bought a laptop to host the community game server all this sort of shit right like that type of guy um, okay, it gets, like, over-involved a little bit. To the like, point where like. he was apparently, yeah. like, trying to reach out and talk to somebody at Microsoft to be, like, the official flight sim uh, Discord and community or whatever. Um, okay, okay, yeah. So Getting way into it, <laughs> yeah. So things were getting weird or whatever. Oh, wait, this is a great line here. At one point, AJ changes LinkedIn to identify himself as the founder of the flight simulator uh, ATC, FSATC, and he told people that he filed a trademark on the community's name, so FSATC was his name, apparently. Okay. Um, yeah, some sort of weird power grab attempt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so this is all happening in the time before Flight Sim came out. This is in 2019, 2020, like beginning in there. So it hasn't even, like, really popped off yet or anything. Um, They banned him because he is a fucking weirdo. Like, the other three are like, eh, don't want to deal with us. apparently they would joke around and say that, like, oh, we're going to delete the server or whatever, and he would flip the fuck out. Um, (laughs) Including when they made this joke, he filed a lawsuit against one of them, against Redbugs who turned out to be a 14-year-old kid somewhere who had a... uh, So, yeah, AJ made a filing with the Porter Superior Court in Indiana demanding control of the FSATC server be handed over to him. And then, like, it says his name and stuff like this. You can, like, read about it if you want to see names and all that sort of thing. Okay, yeah. Um, (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, so (laughs) I'll just read this verbatim. Uh, AJ is a lot of things, so typically none that he claims. He's perhaps best known as a bit internet character who crops up with occasional scheme for internet attention. He scored headlines by posing as an entrepreneur offering a $10,000 bounty to crack the iPhone's Touch ID, positioned himself as the organizer of the Occupy Chicago movement, and allegedly pretended to be a mega donor behind the Lincoln Project. There's links, by the way, for all these things that I just said of stories of the shit he's done. Okay. Um... 
apparently they approached him for comment on this, and he said no comment because he is trying to sue a fucking 14-year-old for a Discord server. Like, a real piece of shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's a whole bunch of the story. Basically, what I'll end off is saying is that he ended up, like, strong-arming red mugs out because he's a kid and he's like, I can't deal with this. Like, this is fucked up. Um, yeah. Everybody in the community is, like, on edge and just, like... There's We're inf- just trying to play the flight sim. There's just <laughs> infighting and, like, people leaving and stuff like that. Um, yeah. The best part about this, though, is that Flight Sim did come out eventually, as we know. And Microsoft yeah. did uh, announce a partnership with an air traffic control community. And it was a different one called Virtual Air Traffic Simulation <laughs> Network. Okay. So, like this one's gone crazy, so we're gonna have to turn our attention over here without the red tape and the lawsuits and the infighting. Wow. Yeah. Oh, internet communities. It's just so great because like there's always these weird stories in gaming from the fighting game community. Actually a lot from the fighting game community, unfortunately, especially if you mm-hmm. want to read about pedophilia and all that sort of bullshit. Um Eve Online, MMOs in general have had like their share of this sort of thing. It's just There's kind crazy of community evolution and like strange power turns and yeah. And that kind of makes sense because again, fighting game community, huge community. MMOs, I mean, their whole gameplay is being a community, so of course there's going to be weird shit in there. And there's, like, economies involved and all this weird, like, elements, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was just great reading about an air traffic control community (laughs) in Flight Simulator being so fucking weirdly toxic. (laughs) Yeah, like, such a sedate, like, it's like a golf game or something that somehow got crazy. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) blue skies, green, you know, fields and flying airplanes, it's like, no, 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 no. There is some hot, spicy drama in here for some reason. Blue skies and green fields and knives and backs. <laughs> yeah, just ugh. So wow. weird. Well, so check out Wired, I guess, for the full details and the seedy history of AJ. But yeah, that's that's a okay. <laughs> Apparently, that that community is still active and hosts flights regularly. But okay. Yeah, I yeah. I, th- I think the latest flight simulator has been on my wish list is just a curio because like I haven't checked one of those out since I was like a kid, like at a friend's house or something, and just been like, what a weird idea. Or yeah. Just set up a flight and like kick back or something. <laughs> like, what do you do? What's the gameplay? But uh, I haven't done it yet. I guess it's it's always there as an option. But uh, do you yeah. like the whole like flight industry? It's hard to talk about this because we're in part of the industry. Like, do I have innate curiosity about... I mean, I don't know. It would be kind of, like, almost ancillary to that stuff of just, like, hey, let's check out these airports I'm, like, actually t- interacting with in my real life. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. There might be something to that for me. And then, like, I still fondly remember, like, airports from, like, good vacations and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, going to Kicks, man. Going to Kansai. That's a great airport. Sure. Or, like, oh, I love, like, MSP or whatever, like, Minnesota-St. Paul has, like, a really crazy square shape, and you can order sandwiches on iPads, or at least you could, like, six years ago, and that was cool. Like, I don't know. Just, I don't hate airports, so it'd be more that. But the actual, like, being in an airplane, eh, I don't know. Like, kind of a sedate thing. Like, just chilling in the sky. Yeah. But, yeah. 
but yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's that's really the lion's share of everything I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I'll do a brief OK Video plug, just that we're talking about Lost World this week. Uh, I've already got that one edited for the like first time in a while where I've been ready. So that's nice. <laughs> I thought for some reason, you said you were going to watch a movie during dinner. I thought that was going to be like. The- yeah, that's going to be our next recording session is going to be oh, okay. that one. Yeah, but we're a bit ahead of where we are in, in real time. So there's that. I'm glad I didn't just um, say what the movie was just in case. Yeah, awesome. yeah. tip our hand a little early. Uh, but yeah, dinosaurs, you know, going to talk about Steven Spielberg and dinosaurs. Uh, do you care about like the Jurassic World trajectory, like the third movie coming out? Or oh, dude, yeah, I have to see where okay. the third. I have to see where the third movie comes out after that abortion. That should have been the second. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my god, what a oh, crazy man. way that movie went. <laughs> I kind of loved it in how dumb it was. Like it, it, it crept up oh, my list. Oh, it's a little so bit. much better than the first world. So much better. In terms of just, like, dopey entertainment value, I thought so. Yeah. yeah. But uh, just, yeah, the weird, like, auction and horror house raptor and whatever. <laughs> like, I have cloning. to see what they do with that bullshit after that. They made, yeah. they made a believer out of me. It's like, oh, this is, like, the new wave of garbage. I love it. <laughs> Big budget garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm into it. Yeah, I mean, Lost World kind of, like, sets some of that with, like, a dinosaur in a big city, and now, like, Blue is in some town in, like, Arizona or something at the end of that movie, like, Fallen Kingdom. Like, we're hopefully going to get landside dino terror uh, again, (laughs) but I don't know. It's, yeah, dinosaur movies. I'm I'm up for more, I guess. The sixth one, right? That would be the next one. Oh, my God, I guess so. Yeah. Six times the charm? No, there, I, I don't know. Is there not another one in there somewhere? What? I know there's I don't a think so. There's that TV series, that kids series that came out recently-ish. Oh, there's Jurassic Park TV series. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think it's Jurassic World specifically. That makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's Jurassic Park one, two, three. Uh, well, and Lost World, I guess, is there as well. Lost World, Jurassic Park, and then you have Worlds. Fallen Kingdom, and then whatever the heck the next one's going to be. Yeah, I guess World did come out six years ago. It's not exactly yeah. new, so... Yeah. I guess so. So, there you go. That's that's the, that's the what we'll be talking about over on OK Video, uh, if you want to hear more about that. Um, yeah. Superior sequels is the category. We're, we're still figuring out what that's about. <laughs> but, uh, compared to some of the other ones, we still feel this one has a good case. So, yeah. Superior um, and that oh wait I'm yeah it's like sometimes they're superior to the actual like original in our minds and we'll explain how we got there but a lot of the time it's more like well it's better than anything that came after this like oh. so to the point where it's like this this sequel was like kind of like eh when it came out but in hindsight maybe it's actually awesome because Jurassic Park 3 was so bad or something okay. like that. You know? I, for some reason, I spaced out. I thought you said The Lost World at first. This makes way more sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is this like superior oh, no, sequels to Lost what... World? What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Bear, what we're talking about. Better than the first movie? Hmm. No. I don't think so. Right. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody but... does, like, actually... No, because that first one was such a landmark thing. It's impossible to make that case. So yeah. the the definition of each episode's like criteria 
changes a little bit. Okay, sure. So we're not always asserting, no, dude, like Nightmare on Elm Street 2, way better than, you know, like sometimes we might say that, but other times it's more, well, I like it more than the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, uh, Clerks 2 or something. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. But yeah. Hardline stands. Discussion. Yeah. I like gold more than shit. <laughs> what a <laughs> pretty <sense>. controversial <laughs> season. Yeah, we're getting crazy. But yeah. Um so yeah, that but that's that's Pixel Response one sixty. I don't know if I said the number. Uh it was not said. So nope. So there we go. Now it's official. I'm pretty sure I still have that right. Oh, we gotta and, start uh, again now. Alright, sumo oh. wrestling, right? <laughs> yeah, Chiumaru had a pretty good tournament. Uh, I keep, I love bringing him up because he climbed up out of Jurio. <laughs> like it was it was you know fun to see, but okay. Um, do you want me to do the sign off or yeah let's yeah let's do it do it. All right, so that was this has been Paul and Nathan. Uh, thanks for sailing with us on the good ship Pixel Response. Safe travels. <laughs>